It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic are obviously still trying to learn how to win and develop their team. So how what can they learn from the play-in teams? We're going to hit playoff lessons from three of the four teams that lost in the play-in tournament on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 28th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go through some playoff lessons. Uh, something that I like to do, or I've started doing, is as teams get eliminated from the playoffs, I, I, I think about their team building. and I think about their play styles and, and why they were successful or not successful this uh, during their season and what that can teach us for the Magic as they've been to rebuild. We're, we're at this really exciting beginning stage of a rebuild. Um, you know, everything is still new. There's really still seemingly limitless possibilities in front of us. And so it's important to understand what makes teams succeed or fail um, and, and understand the pitfalls that, and obviously looking back at Magic history as well, but understand the pitfalls um, of 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 what to watch for as this team advances. There's going to be some good comparisons. There's obviously going to be some unrealistic comparisons. You know, I'll, we'll find something to learn from the Nets that applies to this Magic team, but obviously the Nets are a whole different animal. We're going to talk about the Hornets, the Spurs, 
uh, and the Cavaliers on today's episode of Locked on Magic. But before we do that, we want to thank you for um, making the time to listen to us today, whether you're first listening to the day, whether you're listening to us right when we upload. At some point during the day, we truly appreciate you making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Remember the great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network are available wherever you download podcasts to search for Locked on and the team you're looking for. Also, do not forget tomorrow, Friday, April 29th, I will be hosting a Twitter Spaces on at OmagicDaily on my on my big channel. Friday, that'll be at 5.30 p.m. Uh, so make sure you're following me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. You can get the latest on the Orlando Magic there as well. We'll talk about the NBA draft. I'll answer some Magic questions. We'll have a nice little Twitter Spaces talking about the Orlando Magic and do a, a quick mock draft as well. So that'll be that'll be really exciting. I, I'm, I'm, I had a really good time doing the Spotify Live last week trying to get more interaction here where we can. But let's start talking about the playoff teams. Um, the first thing I want to say is um, when I post these, I sometimes get some snarky comments saying, oh, you, you play in tournaments, your goal, that's where you want to be. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. This team wants to compete for championships. It wants to do something more than that. But the Magic have the second worst record in the league. There's a stepping stone. There's a process to getting better. Um, you know, the 90, the Orlando Magic after drafting Shaq were the eight, were the nine seed in the Eastern Conference before jumping up to the four seed. Dwight Howard's Orlando Magic missed the playoffs in 2006 um, after a late rally to, to try and make a playoff push. They were the eight seed in 2007, in 2007, and then they won the division in 2008. You watch a lot of these teams, you know, barring crazy free agency or barring some massive leap. Most of these teams have a stepping stone process to get where they want to be, to get to that championship level contention. The Golden State Warriors under Mark Jackson were a six seed that upset a three seed before they became a championship level team. Um, that's that, and then and then they lost in the first round the year after that, the, which ended up with firing Mark Jackson. But that's the reality of how this goes. So it's a stepping pro, stepping stone process. Why do we talk about the playing tournament so much for this Orlando matching? Because it's a more realistic goal than saying the Magic can win a championship in 2023. If the Magic make the play-in tournament in 2023, that will be seen as a huge success because it means players have gotten better and developed. Uh, the team has come together. They found a way to win. And they and, and especially with this team, it feels like they've got the beginnings of something. It feels like they've got uh, the, the the start to do something bigger, to, to take that next step, to go from 8 seed to 4 seed to championship contender if, if that if that makes sense that's kind of the progression that you want to see this the stepping stones the 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 little steps that a team has to take to get where it's trying to go and ultimately to compete for a championship again that's that's the ultimate goal we're not losing sight of that but there's a process to get there there are stepping stones that have to be made to get there I mean uh, we'll talk about the Memphis Grizzlies um later on in the playoffs for sure but this first round series has been a fascinating study for them because it's a young team playing as the favorite for the first time, feeling the pressure of a team hunting them. Um, Memphis is going to be a better team next year because of what they're going through this year. Um, and obviously there'll be more, there'll be some other things they have to worry about, um, some tactical things they have to worry about. So, yeah, the playoffs expose your every flaw and weakness. Um, and you have to begin to understand, okay, how do we fill this gap? How do we get better in these areas? And you know, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the Magic's playoff history here in a bit, minute. But at the end of the day, um, everything comes down to what is your moment, um, and 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 how do you take advantage of that moment when it's there? 
Um, you know, I, I say this all the time. I know on this show, um, a team is only stuck. A team is only in a bad spot when it can't advance forward anymore. When it doesn't have the ability to get better, to 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 uh, to be a better team. That the 2020 Magic ended up being the zenith, ended up being the top of the hill, um, and. The Orlando Magic under Jeff Weltman, whether they were trying to have uh, feet in both waters, whether they were waiting on injuries that 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 just didn't play that play the right way, the Magic failed in 2021 because they didn't take that next step. They didn't they didn't understand that their their window was open or or that they had a window that was open. Or maybe they did understand that that it wasn't really a window. It was like a a, a, a one of those air conditioning grates, like the one that's up above me here somewhere. Um, and you really can't squeeze through that. Um, and so playing it out until it imploded was the plan for them, was the play for them. And obviously they ran out of time. Aaron Gordon requested trade. Evan Fournier was a free agent. Nikola Vucevic was at his max trade value. The Magic, the Magic, you know, hit reset at, you know, you know, you could argue that they should have done it sooner. But once it, it was very clear that it wasn't working, it was very clear that they weren't getting any better. They got stuck and they, they took the escape hatch and got out. The Charlotte Hornets are very much... Um, kind of at this stage. Um, uh, and, and I think what, what's interesting about Charlotte is they're not like the 2020 Magic, um, but uh, roster-wise at least. But they are like the 2020 Magic in that they repeated the same thing from, 20, from 2021 to 2022. The Charlotte Hornets were blown out in a play-in tournament loss last season against the Indiana Pacers. They were blown out in a play-in tournament loss this season against the Atlanta Hawks. That is stagnation. And there's no stagnation in this league. You're either getting ahead or falling behind. You're either advancing, getting better, or you are getting worse. There is no stagnation. And when you're stuck in the same spot in the standings, that means something is fun. That means something is probably wrong with your roster. Adding to the pressure, Charlotte has a star. You know, say what you want about the 2019-2020 Magic. I, I will uh, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for that 2019 team, especially. We all knew what the fundamental flaw of that team was. As good as Nikola Vucevic was, they didn't have a star. They didn't have a guy who could get a bucket uh, when the defense was loaded up against you. We saw it in the playoffs how Toronto loaded up on Nikola Vucevic and literally dared anyone else to beat them. Literally dared everyone else to beat them. Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, DJ Augustine. They dared other teams to beat them. And the Magic, obviously, just they didn't have the resource or they were unwilling to spend the resources to go get that player, even if it was like a Russell Westbrook or, or someone. We had that debate that summer in 2020, that summer in 2020, I believe, um, before he ended up in Washington. Um, the Charlotte Hornets have a star. LaMelo Ball is a star. That guy is good. He completely transformed that team, really pushed them into the stratosphere, into a place where they are competing in the play-in tournament. Again, a small step, but an important step. But that now means their clock is ticking. That now means they've got until the end of his rookie extension contract, so still another six years, to build a contending team. Once that star, you know, and I talk about this a lot when the mat when when people pitch me ideas for the magic to acquire stars, it's the clock starts ticking once you get that star player. The stars want to win, or any star you want wants to win, first and foremost. And so the Hornets are feeling that pressure. They stagnated, they stayed in the same spot. They 
they didn't make the they made the play in tournament again, but failed to advance, failed to put up a fight to get to that elimination game. They weren't even the 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 the, the favored teams or the or the the teams with the advantage in the play in tournament. They had to fight to get to the elimination game. And they were unable to do so. Now, there's certainly a lot of factors into that. Injuries, Gordon Hayward was out for most of the year. Um, you know, they they really didn't have a center. They really struggled to find help at center. And certainly, I think that's going to be a focus for Charlotte both in free agency and the draft. Is the reason why Charlotte is one of the rumored teams to be chasing after Rudy Gobert. That would significantly help their defense, which was extremely poor this year, once again, negating one of the negating one of the most exciting and flashy offenses in the league. And to Charlotte's credit, They've got a nice mix of veteran and young players, but they have pieces they can move around. Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward's contracts will be really difficult to move, but Terry Rozier is certainly movable. They have the ability to go out and re-sign Miles Bridges um, uh, as restricted free agent this summer. Um, the, the Hornets have avenues to improve, but clearly one of the reasons why they fired James Borrego, you know, love James Borrego. I love the job that he did in Charlotte, but clearly one of the reasons they fired him was they understand they're under pressure to win now. They can't be a play-in tournament team next year. If Charlotte is a play-in tournament team, not not a not a uh, a seven-eight seed, if they are not in the playoffs, if they are not a top-six team next season, I am certain Charlotte will feel that season was not a success, that that season was a failure, because now their clock is ticking. Now they're feeling the pressure to get better, to be a better team, to be a factor, because they have the all-star. A lot of our talk in the draft this this year has been talking about finding players who can be all stars, who can who can go down in a playoff series and get a basket. That's, but once you have that, once it's clear that guy has developed, the clock starts ticking, and you're seeing the pressure even at a young age, even in a, after a second season, the pressure that creates for a franchise like the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to talk a little bit about what the San Antonio Spurs do so well and, and, and how there is a little bit of a parallel to what the Magic are trying to do, although it's hard to beat Greg Popovich. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word, pals, at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's really available wherever you get podcasts. So this was a weird season for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, a lot of respect for the San Antonio Spurs. They are still the model organization for small markets and for markets that aren't going to get free agents. Um, you know, Miami's its own thing, but Miami Heat's very much the evolution of that. Uh, 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 an attractive market team that established a culture and an identity. And, and we all know the kind of program that, that Greg Popovich has built. They are strong defensively. They're disciplined offensively. They have selfless guys. It's it's everything that the Magic have always talked about wanting to be, but have frankly failed to execute. Now, 100%, a lot of San Antonio's success was banked on winning the lottery in the right year, getting a guy like Tim Duncan, and really developing and establishing him alongside a veteran like David Robinson. They they had a really lucky tank year for them. Uh, and obviously, everything's worked out really well for them for the last decade and a half, almost. But there, there is something di- there is something different about San Antonio. And, and, and a lot of San Antonio's success, as small as it might have been this year, a lot of San Antonio's success um, is a credit to Greg Popovich. Like, literally. A lot of credit, I feel, just goes to Greg Popovich for the job the San Antonio Spurs did this season. By no means did San Antonio have the season that they usually have. By no means... Can I can you call San Antonio's season an unequivocated success? I think there are still a lot of questions about the Spurs uh, and, and a really uncertain future. San Antonio needs some lottery luck again. They're starting from scratch, and it has been a long time since they've done that. They really haven't started at, at this low of a level talent-wise since drafting David Robinson in 1987. Like, ser- like seriously, go look up at the Spurs franchise history even before Popovich. Since joining the NBA, the San Antonio Spurs have been one of the most successful franchises in the NBA, not just in terms of winning titles, but making the playoffs. They do not miss the playoffs. Um, and so the last two years, now I'm pretty sure this is the last two years is the first time the Spurs have missed the playoffs in consecutive seasons since before David Robinson. Again, that's like the late 80s. Um, that's how good the Spurs franchise has been consistently over their history. Um, Spurs history is just, it's it's fascinating um, how they've been able to build that culture uh, and build that kind of consistency. Um, the Suns are another team that, that very quietly have a very interesting history on that front as well, despite you know ownership being what it is. Um, this The way the Spurs developed this season, I think, is 100% a credit to Greg Popovich. There is no coach in the league that understands the long game, that understands the long ups and downs of a season, that understands... Um, how to manage and grow a team quite like Greg Popovich. Why was he the first guy to really put a focus on resting players and and, and keeping players fresh? It's because he understands what the ultimate goal is at the end of the season. Why, um, you know, why are the Spurs so good and, and, and why does it seem like losses don't necessarily matter to him? It's because there's a bigger vision. And oftentimes in some of these regular season games, Popovich is working on something that's going to matter later um, than something that matters now. It's, it's you know, the, the pounding the rock thing is, is, is the Spurs mantra. Go back to the 2021 Olympics. Why did Team USA not seem concerned or worried about early losses and early struggles? Because Popovich was trying to bring a team together. And yes, he was using 
exhibition games. He was using the early parts of that tournament to bring that team together. He stuck with his ideas. He developed those ideas. And by the time the gold medal game came around, they were by far the best team in that tournament. And, you know, I, I know the score was kind of close in that France game, but they won that game easily. They blew through the back half of that tournament. And I like, I, I'm very passionate about USA basketball. I have very um, specific ideas for how I think USA basketball needs to be run. And if Grant Hill wants to give me a call, um, uh, Grant Hill wants to give me a call and 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 ask me what those ideas are. Uh, I, I'm happy to share them, and we'll talk more Team USA basketball. I'm sure as we get closer to the World Cup here in a couple of years. Um, but but Greg Popovich did a masterful coaching job. Made me eat a lot of my words. Made me eat a lot of my doubts because he always has an idea of what the long term is. Again, the Spurs had their worst record. Since 1997, since the 1997 season, when the, the year before they drafted Tim Duncan, they did not have a good season by record. They were dead in the water, down and out. But Greg Popovich always has the big picture in mind. He always has the grander vision of what he and his team are trying to do. And he stuck with that vision over and over and over again. He trusted DeJounte Murray to blossom into an all-star. He gave Keldon Johnson the, the ability to develop. He maximized what he had on the roster, and they just kept chugging along. They just kept ticking ticking away. And as the Lakers fell apart, as other teams around them fell apart, they emerged as the play-in tournament team, as the team that was going to get that 10 seed and, and, and play uh, and have a chance to make the playoffs. They were dead in the water. Like, seriously, guys, they were dead in the water. And the, the gift and beauty of this play-in tournament is it brings teams back to life. It keeps teams involved. The play-in tournament is doing what it was meant to do. Give more teams a reason to play late in the season. Without the play-in tournament, the Spurs would have tanked. Everyone was calling for them to tank. I think even some of their fans were saying, hey, we got to get our star. Let's, be as let's, let's, let's kind of drift to the end of the season. But that's not the Greg Popovich way. And by the end of the season, the Spurs were, you know, playing decent defense, not great. Playing decent offense, not necessarily the best in the league. But they were scratching and clawing and doing what they needed to do to get wins. This long-term vision, this idea of what the end goal is and having a plan to get there is essential for coaching. Steve Clifford said this all the time. You want to be playing your best at the end of the season. There's always that long-term vision. There's always that long-term goal and that long-term progression that you're trying to get to. And, you know, I have to say, this is one thing that I think Jamal Mosley was really good at this year. There are a lot of things I'm still concerned about with Jamal Mosley as a coach. Um, a lot of things that, that can't be tested in the kind of season the Magic have. But the one thing Jamal Mosley did really, really well was he kept this team engaged and focused on the bigger vision. And it's not just the vision for this year. It's obviously a vision going a year in advance, two years in advance even. The idea of, hey, we're building something special. You saw how invested every player on this roster was, even though it was a difficult season by the record, even though it was a tough year for this Orlando Magic team. Wendell Carter is excited about what this team can do. Um, Markel Fultz is excited about what this team can do. There are so many guys who are excited to be part of this team. Mo Bamba wants to return this team. And it's not just because he likes the people. It's because they believe in what this team can do. And I think that is a credit. That is the biggest credit we can give Jamal Mosley this year 
is he kept this team together. He kept this team playing hard until maybe the last two weeks of the season when it was very clear what the Magic were doing. Um, this team played really well together. There were bad moments, obviously, and the Magic's bad moments were catastrophically bad. Uh, once they started bleeding, it took them a long time to stop and get themselves right, and that's what happens with young teams. That's what happens when you don't have a bucket getter. Again, like that, that's going to be the, the central focus, I think, for the, this offseason and, and in the next offseason maybe is find a guy who can get you a bucket. Um, but, but at the end of the day, Jamal Mosley did that job. He kept the team together. They got better as the season went on. They had a strong finish of the year. To me, that's going to be another big goal for next season, regardless of what the Magic's final record is. Finish the season strong. End it on an upswing. Keep getting better. And yeah, win some more games, obviously, throughout the course of the season. We're, we're, we're past the point of tanking at this point for this franchise. But Mosley has that understanding of the big picture now. Obviously, it's different when there's also winning expectations when there's an idea and an identity that you're trying to develop. And that's going to be the next stage of Mosley's evolution. But there is uh, no doubt that Mosley had this big picture in mind, that he had this vision, this idea of what comes next for Orlando. And obviously, obviously, there's still a lot more work to do to get where the Magic want to be. But having that big picture and keeping that in mind as you work every single day that's going to create results. It's you know if you do that part right, again, it's another spur saying process over results. Do the right things every day and more often than not you're going to get the win in the end. We'll talk a little bit about what the magic can do, what the magic can learn from the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. They have price. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're going to move on now to uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. One of the best stories of this season until injuries really derailed them. The, the Cavaliers and the Bulls, injuries just completely derailed their seasons. They were having really special seasons, and, and we're setting up a really exciting uh, Eastern Conference playoffs. I think the Cavaliers are certainly upset and frustrated that they ended up missing the playoffs because they were the sixth seed for most of the season. 
Um, but ultimately, I do think they believe their season was a success. They were projected by Vegas to win 23 games this season. They ended up winning, I think it was, what, 44 or something like that. Um, they made a really big leap. And, and I think for Magic fans, the leap that Cleveland made is the kind of leap the Magic hope they can make. Um, you know, again, a young team that just caught fire. They found their star, and all of a sudden, everything seemed to make sense and fit into place. They had the right veterans to help help them out, and they were aggressive enough to keep getting better, to keep trying to add good players. Cleveland's situation is not completely like Orlando's in, in a lot of ways, but there is one strategy that I think Cleveland employed that is certainly something that can be copied. Um, certainly, you have to make the right moves. Everything's about making the right transactions and making the right moves. So nothing is ever guaranteed. Nothing is ever certain. No plan works unless you do the right things within that plan. Um, the right draft picks, the right um, the right trades, the right free agents. You always have to make good decisions. But the way Cleveland built their roster is really fascinating. Obviously, it centers around – the first thing it does is it centers around their draft picks. Colin Sexton, to some extent, although he's a restricted free agent, it's not clear what's going to happen with him this offseason. He was hurt most of the season anyway. Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are really the big keys. Um, Darius Garland obviously took a huge leap this year, becoming an NBA All-Star and really becoming a, a strong ball-dominant guard. The way defenses guarded him changed as the season went on, uh, and he adjusted brilliantly to it. Going out and trading for key veteran players or key young veteran players. The Cavs went for it. They went out and aggressively pursued their guys or, or took advantage of opportunities to get really high-level players. The Brooklyn Nets gifting Cleveland Jared Allen is one of the great highway robberies. And, and you can't tell me looking at that Brooklyn team that they couldn't use Jared Allen this year. Jared Allen became an all-star this year, but he's just a solid defender a solid score around the basket and, and just continue to expand his game. A perfect partner with Darius Garland. You got to give them credit. Uh, although he finished the season hurt and was eventually traded to Indiana, grabbing Ricky Rubio was a big boost to that team. Gave them a veteran point guard to ease the pressure off Darius Garland uh, and really kind of set the tone for the team. Having that veteran voice really, really, really helped them. Um, and obviously drafting Evan Mobley, uh, luck, you know, jumping into the top four, getting a player like that, like I like I said with second round picks, that was an accelerant. Um, that 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 move, that pick was gravy for a young team that was growing, uh, and and took them from here to here. You know, Scotty Barnes did the same thing with Toronto, took them from a, a middling team to a playoff team to a solid playoff team. And again, Cleveland did end up missing the playoffs this year, but a lot of that was due to injuries and 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 the team just trying to still come together so much on the fly. It's gonna be interesting to see how they play with expectations. The lesson in all that, and this is something I say about the draft, and this is something you can say about trades too, is, A, don't be so married to your own guys. But if there's a guy you like, if there's a guy that can help your team, you do what it takes to get them. Now, you don't sell the farm necessarily. You know, you weigh the cost-benefit analysis of it all. Um, if, if Jared Allen didn't work out the way he did, you know, this whole thing for Cleveland could blow up, could have blown up in their face. It could have been as bad as everyone expected, and they'd be in the lottery again looking for a high draft pick. And they'd be down some assets. There's always a risk. There's always a risk and a downside to any trade, to any deal that you make. But the overall idea of being aggressive, for having a plan, for putting together young players, for chasing young players when they become available, that plan for Cleveland worked. That plan is a good one. To me, you know, again, to me, and I think this is a fair criticism of Jeff Weltman and his front office, 
you got to have players you like. And obviously you got to keep those kind of players close to your heart and, and not reveal them to other people um, because then they'll start price gouging you. But if there's someone you like, whether it's in the draft, whether it's on the trade market, you go out and aggressively pursue them. You go out and you make offers, you make deals, you you try to get the players you like. You don't just be a victim, uh, uh, not necessarily a victim, but you don't just be stuck to your circumstance. In this league, you do sometimes have to create your circumstance. You have to create situations where you where you improve, where you get better, where you get guys that you want to build with, with the, with the pillars that you want to build with. You can't do this in a panic way. You can't do this in a panicked way. And if the, the deal is too great, the deal is too great. But you chase after the guys that make you better. Um, you chase after the players that are going to make your team better. Now, obviously, I think one of the areas where the Magic are still figuring stuff out is they don't know who they're building around yet. They don't have the franchise pillar. You know, Cleveland, maybe they had that in Darius Garland. Maybe they understood what Darius Garland was last year before everyone else did. But they understood we have two really good guards in Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. We need to surround them with shooting. So they got Carousel Vert. They went out and got Laurie Markinen. We need to surround, we need to give them a strong pick and roll center. They went out and got Jared Allen. Um, they got, you know, they add the shooting, they added Carousel Vert. We need the vet, we need a veteran hand to kind of guide them and 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 and, and rein in their eccentricities at time. They went out and got Ricky Rubio. They understood what their what their young stars needed to be better, and they went out and got it. Again, what do the magic need right now? They need a ball dominant guy. They need a guy, you know, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. That's why I've been big on Paolo Bancaro. That's why I think a lot of magic fans are intrigued with the idea of bringing in Shane Sharp. Um, you know, Jay Nivey, I think, is someone that 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 fans are interested in, although I do think there's there's a lot of downside to him and and some questions about fit. But the Magic ultimately need to figure out who they're building around and then figure out how to make the most of them, how to help them be the best version of themselves. And when they figure that out, they need to go out and get those players, no matter the cost, because at the end of the day, the cost is worth the the, the cost is worth the reward. If if you believe that that Franz Wagner is the next superstar player, go get the players that make him better. And if there are players on the roster that don't make him better, they become expendable. Now, obviously, again, that's the issue the Magic have right now. The central issue the Magic have right now is figuring out that pecking order. Who is the star of this team? Who is the guy that you're ultimately building around? Who is the guy you are trying to make better? You're trying to make a better player, a better version of himself. Those are the big questions facing the Orlando Magic, and that is obviously the big question for this franchise and this organization as they move forward. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the fun places on my podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's where you're going to find our Twitter space tomorrow, Friday, April 29th, 2022, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be on at omagicdaily doing a Twitter space. We'll do our mock draft Friday um, and talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic as well. If you have any questions uh, on anything, we'll, we'll just have a nice chat about the Orlando Magic. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last position of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 
30 teams. Definitely check it out as the NBA playoffs first round gets set to come to a close this weekend. Thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.